Thanks for joining us. You're listening to the Life Church Podcast. In these episodes, you will hear encouraging messages from our weekend services. If you'd like to know more about us, watch a live stream, or find the closest Eastern Iowa campus near you, go to lifechurchnow.org. Hello. Welcome, welcome. Hey, um, uh, we're going to be talking about something that I know, I don't know, a couple things about. Um, but I've been studying it for a long time and practicing it a long time, and that's singing. We're going to talk about singing this morning. There is something powerful about singing. Social anthropologists would say that singing does something to us physically, emotionally, and spiritually. They would say that we are creatures that need to be around music and partake in it at some kind of level. Did you know God is serious about singing? God? In the book of Zephaniah chapter 3? Yes, some of you are like, Zephaniah, what? That's a book in the Bible. Chapter 3, you know what it says? It says, God sings over us. God sings over us. You know that singing is mentioned 400 times in the Bible, 50 of which are commands. You might be thinking, really? God's up there like having a bad day, insecure, and like, hey, he's like, hey, will you guys down there just say something nice, put it to melody, strike up the band, I really need to hear you. Like, really, 50 commands? No, I mean, that's not the God of the Bible. But he does command it 50 times. So what's up with that? What's happening in these 50 commands and these 400 mentions? Psalm 150, starting in verse 1. Let's read this together. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with lute and harp. Praise him with tambourine and dance. Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with sounding cymbals. Praise him with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You guys get the point? Spiritual power is released when we sing. I'm very confident of that. I believe that when we sing, we are confronted with the glory and the goodness of God. In Deuteronomy chapter 31, we see this conversation between God and Moses. And God's like, he's, he, he's acknowledging, he's like, Moses, I know my children. They're disobedient. And before I get them into the land that I promised them, they're going to rebel against me. And yet, I'm going to put something in your brain. I'm going to put something in your heart. And I'm going to put it in your children. And it's going to confront you. This is what he says. 31 verse 21. And when many evils and troubles have come upon them, this, sh- this song shall confront them 
as a witness, for it will live unforgotten in the mouths of their offspring. For I know what they are inclined to do even today before I have brought them into the land that I swore to give. That's God to Moses. You know what Moses does right after that? He writes it down. He writes that song down. That's an important song. Because that's how God loves us in our rebellion. He puts a song in our head. He puts a song in our heart. And he puts a song in our children. They won't be able to, re- to, to, to ever forget it. That's how we are confronted. We are confronted when we sing. We're confronted. We acknowledge that we fall short all the time, that we rebel against God, and yet God is good. He's our Savior. He's there for us. And he constantly reminds us with song. I think when we come together, specifically here, and we give ourselves over to joyful praise, and when we allow our praise to be a problem for our problems, those, not only you, but those who are struggling or weak, they will hear our praise and be confronted with the goodness of God in remembrance. I think as we sing, people who are struggling, they will hear our praise, they will see the words that we are singing, and they will remember, and they will be confronted just like how we are confronted with song and with singing. This is one of the ways God loves his people. This is released when we sing. Also, when we sing, we are comforted. Many of you guys have experienced this. Some of you may know about this, that many, uh, it is not uncommon for older men or older women who are struggling with Alzheimer's or dementia to hear a song like How Great Thou Art, and all of a sudden they return with clarity for a few moments. I was chatting with with my mom this weekend. She is a nurse in an Alzheimer's wing up in Cedar Rapids, and she, she, she told me, she said, Josh, music is the last thing they forget. It brings back memories. It gives them peace and comfort. She said it's the universal blanket for Alzheimer's. When they're anxious, it's comforting. She said the last sense of of our five senses, the last sense to go is hearing. They're able to hear music as they're about to pass. They're able to hear last words How beautiful is that? How powerful is that? And maybe some of you have seen this with your parents or with loved ones, that a man or a woman who can no longer recognize their children, who no longer even know where they're at, they'll hear Amazing Grace played on a piano, and they will enter back in, and they will sing words, and they will be present for a moment that they weren't previously before they heard the song. When we sing, we are comforted. This is powerful. When we sing, we are confronted. When we sing, we are comforted. And when I'm talking about spiritual power being being released when we sing, this also happens. 
When we sing, our head and our heart are unified. Here's been my experience as a worship pastor. There are some of you in this room that don't like how we sing so much. It's okay. There's also some of you in this room that are like, oh man, can we just soak in the presence of God through song and dance? Pastor Rich, you just chill out. We don't need to hear you yet. Strike up the band. Let's get it going. Let's soak. Let's sing that bridge 37 more times. I know, I know, I know who you are. So we either sing way too much or others are like, uh, whoever's preaching, we need to wrap this up. Get back into the song. Yet what singing is meant to do is to unify the head and the heart. A heart moved by what is true, the unification of head and heart wooing us from what we know to be true into that experience of truth. That's what C.S. Lewis says. He says this. He says, this is what he said praise was. Praise is understanding what is true and then expressing it in praise. Hmm. Well, how do we express it? Through song. That's how we express it. Colossians 3.16 says this. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let it dwell in you. I love this because most times when I read my Bible, I'll read it in the morning and I'll forget everything I read by lunchtime. But Noah says, let it dwell in you richly. Let the truth meditate upon that truth. Apply it. Teach that truth. Admonish it. Encourage that truth. Edifying, speaking life into all wisdom. And then respond. Sing psalms, sing hymns, and sing spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart to God. So we just don't know the Bible, friends, right? It's in us. That's the goal. And then we teach it, admonish it, encourage it, and then with thankful hearts we sing. We sing psalms, we sing hymns, we sing spiritual songs. Singing unifies the head and the heart. So when we sing, we're, com- we're, we're confronted with the goodness and the glory of God. When we sing, we're comforted. And when we sing, it unifies the head and the heart. Here's the next thing. When we sing, it becomes a problem for demonic oppression. Some of you charismatics perked up when I said demonic oppression. Where's the devil at? You're like, oh. It's true, though. I really do believe this, that your praise is a problem for your problems. And how many of you know that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against the powers of this dark world? 
and against spiritual forces. This is why I believe this to be true. Last week, we had water baptisms here in Coralville. I think we had 13 people get baptized. And there's a frequent testimony, there's a frequent story that, we, that I have heard throughout my years of being a part of baptisms here. Not only here, but just wherever. It's a frequent story. It's very similar. And it's this. When I pulled into the parking lot, I just had this sense that I was home. It was weird, but just felt safe. Felt like it was home. And then when I got into the building, I started to sing, and all of a sudden, I could feel the, the, the anxiety and the depression that I, was, that I was wrestling with just lift off my shoulders just enough to where I was able to sing for joy. Now, I struggle with those things. Those things might be a part of my life still, but in that moment, when we were singing, I felt them lift off, and I was able to sing for joy. I was able to listen for the first time to a message. I was able to pray with peace. I was able to feel loved again. When we sing, singing is a problem for demonic oppression. I believe that to be true. Let's look at the Battle of Jericho, our favorite Sunday school story. Who led the charge? Who was it? The band? The band. The band led the charge. We remember, right? They're like, oh man, look at, these, look at these walls, so high. Look at that army. All their weapons. We don't have any weapons. What do we do? I know. Send the choir. And their praise was a problem over demonic oppression. It's a strange thing, you guys, but even for me, most of my moments of greatest joy and greatest freedom, they're marked when I'm consistently with you guys, singing to Jesus, singing for Jesus. A few weeks ago, I talked about kind of the English language, and I talked about... Um, how compared to the Greeks and the Hebrews, English um, translations or interpretations can be very weak compared to the Hebrew and the Greek. Um, and, you know, I'm even thinking about even now what we've done with the English language is we've created what I would, what, what I think is called like dr junk drawer words that we just kind of throw out means a million things, we're just like, eh, let's just throw that out. Like cool, for example, when someone says cool, you're either describing the temperature of something or the level of swag of something, right? It's up to the hearer to get the context and to figure out, okay, what does he mean by, okay? Uh, the word love, the Hebrews and the Greeks have many, many words for love, it's not just love, because we love everything, don't we? We love Instagram. We love Taco John's. You may not know that about me, but we love our spouse. We love our new car, okay? But the Greeks and the Hebrews were very intentional with their words. And 
they were, they had a bunch of different words for praise. They had a bunch of different words for singing. And when they were very intentional about it. And I want to run through all seven of these Hebrew words for praise. And these are all action words. There's nothing up here. There's nothing flighty. There's nothing abstract. These are all action words, Hebrew words for praise. The first one is this, halal. To boast foolishly and make a show of it. Now, some of you grew up in a church uh, where you were taught to just, let's calm down about God. Let's just, let's just relax. Okay, um, you know, like you were in that church and maybe someone was preaching and you heard someone in the crowd go, amen. And you're like, who brought their crazy aunt this morning? But you have this word halal that basically means to boast, to act foolishly to make a show of it. It's where we get hallelujah. I love how uh, Ch Chastity says hallelujah. She says it all the time. I love that. When we worship, we should be saying praise the Lord, but hallelujah is also, it's a shouting call for corporate praise. It's saying praise the Lord, but hey, get in here. Get involved. It's time to worship. It's time to sing. I think of it as, um, you know, cheerleaders. Halal. Cheerleaders are really good at halal. Think, uh, you know, 70,000 people in Kinnick Stadium. Okay? The game, everyone's hopeful, but all of a sudden their hawks are down. Ferentz calls a timeout. Who comes out on the field? It's the cheerleaders. And what do they do? With laser focus, they all chant together, I, O, W, A. Everyone together. I, O, W. One more time, a little louder. I, O, W, A. And then all of a sudden, the Hawkeyes will their team by the love of Christ. to beat the Buckeyes. <laughs> Who's ready for football? Okay. Um, but this is hallelujah. This is halal. This is the cheerleader saying, listen, we need you. Get involved. It's time to come in the game. Hallelujah, a corporate cry or a, cor or a cry for corporate praise. All right, the second word is this, tehillah. Tehillah means to praise vocally in song and shouts or to sing spontaneously. Tehillah, it's what we've been talking about. Sing, just sing. It's powerful. But also capitalize on those moments where there aren't any words on the screen. We do allow that most, if not every Sunday. We allow moments where there's no words, bands playing, and you're singing out your prayers. You're singing out your gratitude. You're singing out who, who God is to you. 
how grateful you are, how good he is. What has he done? You are just singing from your heart. You are creating your own song, your own space of worship. And that's powerful praise when there aren't any words. And that's Tehillah. Then there's Zamar. Zamar is to, pray, uh, is to praise with instruments. This literally means to make music. It, it, it means to touch stringed instruments with your fingers. One of the most powerful ways we can praise is not just by singing, but it's by playing an instrument. Now hear me out. I believe you all should learn how to play an instrument. You may laugh. It doesn't take talent to learn how to play an instrument. Now, it takes a little talent to maybe play it up here. But if you go into, <laughs> into your room like what Jesus says, go into your room and shut the door, you can play your instrument. And that can be your tool. That can be your weapon for warfare. That can be your tool for worship. Th that, that is your zamar. There are so many... I am not kidding about this. There are so many resources out there for free lessons or for affordable lessons. Violin, a, a woodwind, guitar, piano. I believe that I'm just, I'm just charismatic enough that I believe that when you strike a chord on your guitar, you can heal the sick. That when you play your drum, you could all, all of a sudden free someone up from bat battling with depression. That when you play your piano, you can just start to prophesy over your family or your church or your city. This is Zamar. And this is a powerful thing. So don't check out when it talks about playing music. I'm going to check in with you guys in a few weeks and make sure you guys... No, I'm just kidding. But you really should consider learn, learning how to play a musical instrument. I encourage all my singers to do it because of the power behind it. making music. You know, in 1 Samuel, this is done. David would play his harp for the king. Chapter 16, verse 23, it says, And whenever the harmful spirit was upon Saul, David took the lyre and played it. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the harmful spirit departed from him. It's a powerful thing, Zamar, playing your musical instrument. And then there's yada. Yada is to lift or throw your arms upward in praise and surrender. Again, we don't lift our hands because God's feeling insecure. He's not up there being like, I need you guys. Had a hard week. Need you to reach out for me. And I, I need the attention. That's not the God of the Bible. But we lift our hands because it does something in us. Something practical for me. There are moments in worship sets um, where I'm just not feeling it. And one of the things that helps me is the motion of like standing up and lifting my hands to God in worship. It's so easy to sing in worship and not even think about what we're singing about the words or whatnot, but there's something powerful about responding to the Lord with your body and raising your hands. 
And then there's Toda. Toda literally, literally means to give thanks. <clears throat> this is absolutely essential in your worship. Toda. Sometimes we're giving thanks to God for things that He's done for us. Answered prayer, maybe even a miracle. And sometimes we give thanks for things that we're believing for. Healing for a loved one or maybe a financial breakthrough or restoration in your relationships. You begin to sing a song of thanksgiving, thanking God for his healing power and provision. That's Todah. Absolutely essential. Many of us walk into this room can kind of just plow through here, start to sing without a thankful heart. But what does David say? Enter his gate with thanksgiving. Enter his court with praise. Get through the gate first. Don't just jump over the gate and start singing in his courts. We have to have a thankful heart. What are you grateful for? And allow God to fill that heart with joy. And then start to sing. This is Toda. Giving thanks. Then we have Barak. Barak is to kneel or to bow down. To get on our knees as an act of worship. You know, these roads may be a little thin. You may not be able to get on your knees right here. But go to the sides. Go to the back. Get on your knees and worship. And bow your head below your heart. Take all your logic and understanding and bow it below your heart. Submit it to God. That's Barak. And then lastly, Shabak, which is to reach out with affection for God, to feel his hold on us. These are very important. And these are action words. And what I want to do is I'd we're going to go back into worship and we're going to practice. And what I want us to do is try the best we can to not manufacture something right now or muster up something, but actually try the best you can to give in to the 50 commands of singing and giving praise because it's for your own good. Singing is for your own good. Singing is for the good of your neighbor. And singing is for the glory of God. And honestly, Life Church, as your worship pastor, I want us to, in the weeks to come, to grow in this. And that's why we specifically have a night of worship coming up next Friday. The band's going to show up. We're just going to start playing. We really don't have an agenda. I would love to see you guys there. We may actually be intentional about these seven Hebrew words for praise. Who knows? Um, but what an awesome opportunity to practice. I want to be a church that expresses its love to God boastfully and loudly in song. And so what I'll do is I'm just going to pray that singing becomes a part of your life, whether it's in your car, with your family, at your, at, at your house, over your children. That song might become an atmosphere you create in your own homes. 
so that you can just come in here on Sunday morning and it's just you are ready to go. So we're going to start in our homes, but it's just a 24-7 lifestyle of worship and praise. You can stand with me, Cedar Rapids, Wilton. You guys can stand with me also. And let me pray for you, okay? Father, I thank you for this church. I thank you for the gift of song. I thank you how it builds up our hearts and encourages us. God, I pray as we enter uh, into singing to you about how beautiful and wonderful and powerful your name is, that we would not feel like we need to fake or manufacture anything or perform for anyone, but that, God, you would encourage our hearts with what's true about what we're singing and bring us into a greater freedom than what we've experienced in the past. God, I thank you that we are not talking about singing today as much as we're talking about power. And I ask where there would be barriers of being too cool or barriers of insecurity that we would be able to surrender to your commands like we would any of your other commands and we would sing and we would give you the praise that you so richly deserve. And it's in your precious name we pray. Amen. Let's worship.